What is up, family? It is now April. We are in the second day of April upon my recording of this. And a lot has happened in the month of March. Oh my gosh, so much has happened. We are in, in our time, our first pandemic, the coronavirus. It is here. It has taken over the world in so many ways and changed the way that we do so many things. And as most of you know, I just had twin babies on February 21st. And my plan was to be on maternity leave and kind of turn off from all the things. But of course, this happened and has given me a beautiful opportunity to jump in. And I just really kind of want to share my thoughts Um, what has been going through my head and how I can best serve you during this time. So do not mind the sound quality. I'm literally in our garage right now recording this because I've got a house full of children um, that tend to make a lot of noise. And uh, (laughs) I have a moment of quiet because we've got got some help here. My mother-in-law is here helping out. So I wanted to use that time to serve you guys. So this isn't going to be a fancy episode with intros and outros. This is just me jamming with you guys on what you need to be considering during this time. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people giving a lot of amazing free content out there. And, um, you know, a lot of us are feeling it. A lot of us are feeling the anxiety, the worry, the stress, the fear. And before I jump into my seven tips that I want you to consider during this time, I want you to know that I'm feeling you all. No matter where you're at, if you're feeling hopeful during this, I'm feeling hopeful. I've got so much hope and excitement for what is to come. If you are feeling fearful, I feel you on that as well. Um, You know, I just, I think about how many things are going to change and how many things are going to no longer work. And I get that there's a lot of fear around that. Um, If you're feeling scared or sad about what's happening in our current state, I feel you on that too. I think about the families who have lost loved ones who haven't been able to be by their side during that passing, um, who can't even hold funerals for those people. I mean, my heart is breaking on a daily basis. I think about those who have lost their job or can't work. Um, who don't know where the next paycheck is coming from or the next dollar is coming from. My heart is with all of you, and I just really want you to know that I feel you and I am with you on that. All right, so now let's get into some things that I think are instrumental for you to consider. This is whether you are an entrepreneur, business owner, regular human being, a mom, a dad, you name it. This is pivotal and I think so crucial for all of us to consider. Um, Number one is the seasonality of things. And this is something, a philosophy that has really kept me grounded during some of my hardest times. And I've had a lot of really low moments financially, relationally, personally. And this idea, this philosophy has kept me grounded and reminded me that everything is seasonal. And let me tell you too, this philosophy also keeps me grounded when things are really good (laughs) too, because sometimes things are flying high and everything's great and I feel like I can't lose. But this also keeps me grounded in the fact that, you know what? Everything has a cycle. There's always a winter. Winter is coming. There is always a summer. Summer is coming. So when we have those highs and we have those amazing months and those amazing years, we get to be grounded in the fact that 
that ride will not necessarily come to an end, but we're going to shift. It's going to change. And just in the same way, when we're experiencing fear or suffering or the great unknown, that too will pass. And everything is seasonal. So we don't want to be impressed by the great and let that get our head all big and have us get comfortable. We also don't want to get too fearful about any particular winter because we know that summer and spring are on its way as well. So that is a philosophy that I literally repeat to myself when things are going really good and I find myself getting a little too comfortable. It's like everything is seasonal, Lex. Keep doing the hard work. Keep hitting the pavement, right? And then when things are really shitty and I'm in it, it's like everything is seasonal, Lex. Keep showing up. Keep living in the light because... There is an out on this. So that is a philosophy, a core philosophy that has changed so much for me. All right. Philosophy number two. I love this one. <laughs> you are your own economy. And I don't remember where I heard this. Um, it was either from a book or a speech, but it's something that I literally wrote down in my idea notebook probably a decade ago. And this has stayed with me. You are your own economy. Not everybody is going through it financially right now. Some are thriving through this time. And a perfect example of this is back in 2008 when we had our last recession, I made up to that point, that was the most amount of money I had made in my life, 2008, 2009, 2010. Those were my best years financially up until that point. And I remember during that time, everybody like really going through it and everybody talking about the recession, everybody talking about how hard it was to get work in my industry as well. I was in television and entertainment at the time and I had a production company and, and doing modeling and a bunch of different things. And everybody was saying, man, it's just so hard to get jobs. There's just no work. And I was killing it. I was creating opportunities. I was getting more work from my current and past clients. I was getting new clients. I was just killing it. And this statement for me is a reminder that you are your own economy. You do not have to have the same reality as everybody else or everybody else in your family or everybody else at your job or all of your friends. You are creating your own economy. And another amazing example of this is, you know, and I'll talk about this later, there are some huge, massive companies that are billion-dollar companies that were started in the last recession in 2008. So you really got to know that it comes down to mindset, resilience, and creativity. Are you willing to pivot? How do you deal with uncertainty? What is your mindset going into this whole thing? And this is, again, where that seasonal belief really plays in because you want to have the mindset to know that not every upswing is going to last forever. You know, a lot of people are like, well, we had the best economy we had. And a lot of people were banking on having that economy for a really long time. And the truth is, everything's a pendulum, right? It swings in one direction, it swings in the other. So you want to be prepared for everything and that mindset of preparedness, but resilience to weather the storm and a commitment to dig in deeper and really, really amplify where you're at, that's going to take you so far. It's going to take you so far, but you've got to believe that you are your own economy, that you and only you can control the outcome of your life, the outcome of your reality. 
And it doesn't mean that you're going to go back and do the same thing. It means you've got to be willing to pivot. It means you've got to be willing to get creative and get out of the bubble that you were in to create a new reality for yourself. All right. Number three, set yourself and your business up to be recession proof in the future. Now, my goodness, I have been teaching this to my people for as long as I could be teaching it to my people because this is something that has exponentially changed my life. Um, For any of you who don't know, at one point in my teenage years, I racked up so much debt. It's ridiculously embarrassing. Uh, I was in the music industry and I was trying to keep up with the Joneses and I was traveling the world, doing all these things, going to award shows and buying outfits I couldn't afford. And sure enough, I just didn't know how to be financially responsible with my money. And then I had a very unpleasant wake-up call where I left the music industry for personal reasons. Things weren't aligned. That's a whole other episode. But I found myself having to go get a regular job as a waitress and a bartender, get myself back on my feet and figure out how I was going to keep up the life that I had created for myself. And I had to change everything. I had to literally get financial literacy and become financially smart and learn how to budget, learn how to save, learn how to pay myself first. And I learned this from so many different teachers, but David Bach, The Automatic Millionaire, was the first book that really opened me up to that. And since then, I've been bucketing my money. And as a business owner, Profit First, the book Profit First, is it's a must read. It's a must read. It's a quick read, a must read for any entrepreneur, solopreneur. You must read that book. And anybody that goes through my business courses or my masterminds, I have them set up the Profit First system in their business to ensure that they're a profitable business because that is the number one thing that happens with most entrepreneurs is money comes in, they have a great launch, they think they're rich, money goes out, and they never A, know how much money they're actually making, B, what their expenses are, and C, there's usually not much left at the end of the day, right, for the profit of the business or to even pay yourself as the owner. So the Profit First system is an amazing system for entrepreneurs, but you can model a personal system for yourself that's similar. And if you're not an entrepreneur, get the book, The Automatic Millionaire. There is just so much magic in that um, for you. And it's essentially the idea that you want to live below your means. You want to make sure you're budgeting. You're not just bleeding money out the ass. (laughs) You want to know why you're spending money on certain things and know what you can cut back on. Like some things are non-essentials. Right, some things are non-essentials, and they're really essential for your your peace of mind and your your well-being, like a yoga class. Um, some things are non-essential and completely non-essential, like a two hundred thousand dollar car when you can drive a forty thousand dollar car. So there's just some things that you got to get a practical about first. Then you want to start taking any money that's coming in, and you want to segment it to different accounts. Now this is really important. You're going to have your main expense account, which is going to be your main bank. You're going to have a debit card for it, your checks, all that stuff. That's where you're going to pay bills. But then you're going to have all these like side accounts in an online bank that you don't have debit cards for, that you can't walk up to a physical location and take money out of the ATM. 
and you just automatically pull a percentage of every check that comes in or every payment that comes in or every new client that you sign, you decide what your percentages are for your owner pay. This is for businesses, owner pay, the business profit and your taxes. That's huge. And you figure out a percentage that works for you. Then the rest of that percent goes into your expenses. Now, if you're just a regular person who gets a paycheck, you want to do the same thing. All right, what are your monthly expenses? What are your weekly expenses, right? Put that aside. How much money do you need for extra things, okay? Like pleasures. All right, well, we want to go to the movies once a month as a family, or we want to take a vacation. Cool, figure out what that percentage is. How much do you want to put into investing? Okay, great. I want to invest 10% of my income. How much do you want to tithe? You get to decide what those buckets are, but you've got to pay yourself first because just like the government takes out money, they get paid. They take out money in taxes. They make sure they get paid. You've got to make sure you're paying yourself because if you're not taking care of you, nobody else is. And I know I'm sitting in a place of privilege right now during this time of uncertainty, but I know I've earned that privilege. I have worked my ass off to become financially literate so that in moments like this, I don't get scared because I've got investments. I've got different savings accounts. I've got, literally, I have like 40 bank accounts, <laughs> all with different money, and all of that money is assigned. I have six months of emergency living, if not more, right? But I've got a minimum of six months and that's something you can work towards, right? When I first started, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna ever have six months worth, uh, worth of savings. I started, I got one month worth, worth of expenses then went to three months and then went to six and now I've got a couple years worth. So you can really start to create your life and become an artist of your finances, but you've got to be willing, A, to look at your finances and B, become diligently maniacal at making sure that you are paying yourself first and taking care of you. That's huge, 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 huge. All right, number four. <sighs> I love this one because this is why I'm excited. I talked about why I'm hopeful and excited about all this in the beginning, and it's because of this. Number four is the word crisis. Now, for those of you who don't know, crisis together means when danger meets opportunity. And I believe it's in the Chinese symbols. The symbol of crisis is two symbols, danger and opportunity together. For me, I see this as an opportunity. This is an opportunity for a new model of living, a new model of doing business, a new model of doing finances and cash and exchange, a new model for politics, a new model for community, a new model for how we take care of and nourish ourselves. This is a renaissance. This is an opportunity for innovation. And anytime we enter a crisis, whether it's in your relationship or it's in your business or it's in the entire global sphere as we know it, it is an opportunity for us to do things differently. Now, I don't know about you, but having this time to stay home and stay inside and kind of turn off what we have known as normal has given a lot of us the opportunity to check in and ask ourselves if normal was working for us anyway, right? I know a lot of people who aren't used to working from home and having all this time have now had time to kind of take a bird's eye view of their life 
and go, hmm, do I like my job? (laughs) Do I like what I spend 40 to 80 hours a week doing? Wow, do I like the person that I'm with? I barely see this person, but I've seen this person every single day for the last two and a half weeks. Do I still like them? Do I love them? Do I love them, but have we lost our spark? Do I love them, but I feel like I don't know them anymore because we've become so distant. This is opportunity for us to really check in and double down on what needs to change, on what could be different, on what can be innovated and done completely, like literally completely differently. And I wanted to bring this up. There's a bunch of companies founded during the 2008 recession that are now billion dollar companies. WhatsApp, Instagram, Uber, Pinterest, Slack, Square, Airbnb, Venmo. These are all companies that were created during a time of crisis. Why? Because they didn't know what was needed until there was something new needed. These are all companies, if you think about it, WhatsApp, Instagram, Uber, Pinterest, Slack, Square, Venmo, Airbnb. These are all companies that had a different, a new, an innovative model for doing business that we hadn't really seen before. So the question to sit in right now is, what are the new models of business that are going to emerge after this? And then what are the new models of life that will emerge after this? I think personally, a lot of people are going to deeply evaluate how much money they spend and what they spend it on. I think a lot of people are going to evaluate where they live. Like, man, you had to spend, who knows, probably it's going to be at least a month worth of time in our homes. And some of us may go, man, I I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be in this city. I don't want to be in this town. I, I want to live in nature. I want to be, you know, out in the desert. I want to be in the mountains. I want to be in the trees near the ocean. This is going to give us the opportunity to innovate and to find new ways of doing everything. And what a beautiful gift that is. Sometimes we are so busy being busy that we miss, we miss all the things. We miss all the signs from the universe tapping us on the shoulder going, hey, your relationship needs a little attention. Hey, your children have been missing you. Hey, you've really been disenchanted with this city for a while. Maybe it's time to shake things up. Hey, how you've been running your business for the last decade? Let's try something different. Let's build something new that's going to change the whole game. Guys, this is exciting. This this to me, like this shit turns me on. <laughs> if you do any of my charts, my human design, uh, you know, any of my Enneagram, I love innovation and novelty. I love, 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 love finding the new, doing things differently, finding a new way that feels fresh. This is that opportunity for all of us. And like I am thrilled about what's going to come out of this. I know that there's going to be so much magic created out of this particular time. And what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. All right. Uh, Number five, up your skill set. Like this is a no brainer, guys. You have a lot of time at home. I don't know about you, but I have been doing a lot of online learning and I'm breastfeeding two babies, twins, and have my toddler to take care of. But you better believe I've got audiobooks on. I've got online lectures on. I have watched nearly every online lecture on YouTube. (laughs) I I am getting my online learning and my skill set up so much. 
because I can. And so can you, you know, doesn't mean that you can spend maybe every waking hour of the day. I certainly can't, but I can find at least 20 to 30 minutes a day to drop in on some new knowledge, some new learning. And that has actually become a staple in my life for the past couple decades. Learn something new every day, but especially in this time, you guys need to be upping your skill sets. Even if you have a normal job or you work for somebody else, now's the time to double down on the skills that maybe you could do a side hustle with. Or if you've always wanted to start that business and and launch that career of yours, double down, get it, get an online certificate in it, learn from a mentor, hire a coach, whatever it is, now is the time to do it. Take advantage of this time. It is such a gift. All right, number six. I love this one too as a Virgo. Spring cleaning, y'all. It is time. This came during spring. Why? Because it's time to spring clean. (laughs) Time to clean up your mental house. Clean up that mind. What needs to go away? What needs to shift? What needs to be rethought about? What needs to be elevated in the mind? Clean up your physical space, meaning your body your body, your physical space. What needs to be invited in as a new habit? What needs to go away that's no longer serving you? Maybe it's sugar, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's those donuts you have every day. Spring clean your spiritual house, your soul. Maybe there's something you've been avoiding. Maybe there's something you have been feeling lingering under the surface, but you haven't wanted to look at. Maybe there's just a gap and you're like, man, I I don't have a connection spiritually. I don't feel connected to my soul. I don't feel connected to a higher power. And, And that's okay, but start now, right? Spring clean that out. Get that going. And finally, spring clean your actual house. (laughs) Like, Start with a drawer, then go to a closet, then go to another space. And I promise you, by the end of this thing, if you take just one space a day, that's literally been my mantra. One space a day. It doesn't have to be a whole room. I'll do like a drawer on my desk. I'll do a like the top of my dresser. I'll do a section of my closet. Just do one space a day and take 10 minutes. And that 10 minutes usually builds momentum and, and can become hours sometimes. But even just 10 minutes a day minimum Get rid of shit that you no longer need. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of stuff that's taking up space because energetically, we need to have space, physical space, actual space to invite newness into our lives. And by the way, it just feels really great not to have a bunch of shit laying around, right? I don't know about you, but that's like an orgasm for my brain and my body when there is spaciousness. It's like, oh my God, yes. Um, I'm also a Virgo, so I'm crazy like that. I don't know if y'all feel me on that, but that's where I'm at. All right. Number seven, final one. So important during this time, serving others. I've been seeing a lot of posts online. I've been talking to a lot of friends. Anxiety is really high right now. Really high. There's a lot of people that didn't even realize they had anxiety until right now because of all the fear and all the stuff in the news. And there's just a lot happening And anxiety gets heightened when we stay focused on ourselves. Anxiety is like, if you imagine it as an energy, it's like a spinning energy inside of our mind. And it spins so fast that it keeps us 
in the momentum of ourselves. We can't see outside of ourselves. So we go into, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And, da, 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 da. and it's all about me, 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 and all the what ifs around me. But when we get into serving others, when we get into moving outward with our energy, taking that inward spiral and pushing it out, pushing that energy out, helping our neighbors out, checking in with family, going into our online communities and serving and checking in, whatever that is, it instantaneously takes any spiral thoughts about ourselves and it puts them to the side, even if just for a moment. But that moment gives your brain the opportunity to create a pattern that says, oh, I can feel non-anxious as well. I can actually feel joyful. I can feel grateful. I can feel connected. I can feel compassion. Ah, okay, great, because I need that too. It's not that anxiety is bad and you don't want to feel it, but you need to feel all the feelings. You get to have all the spectrum in your lives and not just be consumed with the fear and the anxiety and the worry that we can be easily consumed with right now. We also need hope. We also need compassion. We also need love. We also need connection. We also need gratitude so much gratitude and when we get out of ourselves and get out into the world not physically because we need you to stay at home but when we get our energy out into the world in different ways it helps us and it helps others and that is just such a gift that the world needs more of so don't be selfish don't be stingy get out there and give your energy but stay inside (laughs) all right so that is my top seven kind of insights that I wanted to share with you that have been bubbling up for me. And, you know, I went back and forth on even doing this podcast and jumping on because, you know, my tendency is to go work. I love, I love what I do. I love my work. I love creating. I love sharing and I love serving. And so my tendency after my son was born, Kingston, I went straight back to work. There was like, not even a bump in the road. It was like, let's do this. My son was a few days old and I was still quote unquote on maternity leave taking care of him, but working around the clock to also take care of my people. So this time I really wanted to be in the fourth trimester as they call it, but I felt like this was the time to come out and, and share because there's just so much. There's so much happening. And I wanted to make sure I was serving you guys in that way. Um, So make sure, you know, if you felt or resonated with anything in this message, my number one hope is that you use it, you do something with it, (laughs) you apply it to your life. That is the number one hope that I have. Um, But I'd also love to hear from you. I would love for you to take a screenshot, tag me in it at Alexi Panos on Instagram. Um, I don't see all of them. I do my best to see all of them, but sometimes they go in the unread messages or requested messages. And sometimes I'm not on social media for days at a time, but I do my best to see them. And if I see them, I share them uh, because I love sharing you guys out with my audience as well. And I also love to see what your biggest takeaways are. I love to see what's resonating and dropping in because it helps me make content for you guys in the future. Um, So I hope you enjoy this. I hope something landed for you. I hope you are taking care of yourself. You are nourishing you through this time. And yeah, just know that we will get through this. We will persevere. We will rise. And when we rise, we will rise higher than we've ever been before. 
So yes, it's okay to feel fear. It's okay to be realistic about what's happening. There is a lot of craziness happening. Um, and there's a lot of craziness that will continue to happen. And I do think a lot of things will get worse before it gets better. Um, but this is a spring cleaning. There were a lot of systems that were not working in our world. And this is an opportunity for us to really dig deep and create a world that works for everyone. So I hope you are taking that on for yourself because you play a pivotal role in that. And I will see you on the next episode, which may be soon. It may not be soon. Who knows? I've got Preston home, so I've got a little more help than I expected. So who knows? Maybe I'll drop another episode sometime soon. But I love you guys and appreciate you so, 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 so much. And I'm really sending all my love, high vibes, health, and energy out to you wherever you are staying home and staying bunkered down at this moment. And um, yeah, let's do this. Let's rise together. Love you guys.